0: Welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Topics on today's episode include the changing of the seasons, my interview with Change Wholesales, Alan Lindecki, on the CDFIs and getting more customers in a shrinking environment, and finally, a peaceful day in the bond markets. I'd like to thank today's podcast sponsor, Simple Nexus. An Encino Company, an award-winning developer of mobile-first technology for the modern mortgage lender. Nexus Engagement offers a mobile app to engage borrowers in the early stages of their home ownership journey with tools like mortgage loan calculators, integrated home search, and instant messaging. Learn more about Nexus Engagement at SimpleNexus.com. In New England, you can tell the changing of the seasons by the change in color of the leaves. In Florida, you can tell the changing of the seasons by the changing colors of the license plates. (laughs) Speaking of moves, geography, and distance, if you're a lender or vendor, how's your 2023 travel and entertainment budget shaping up? Eh, I figured. The Mortgage Bankers Association believes, some say optimistically, that total mortgage origination volume will decline to $2.05 trillion in 2023 from the $2.26 trillion expected in 2022. The pie will shrink, and every lender is striving to increase customer service. Under the category of know your clients, buyers who bought their homes in the period from June 2021 to June 2022 moved a median of 50 miles away from their previous residence. A huge increase. Over the preceding five years, it was pretty much flat at a median of 15 miles, which was the highest going back to 2005. Many folks are leaving for the country. 48% were in small towns and rural areas. For today's interview, I wanted to welcome to the show Alan Lindecki. He's a strategic, results-driven counselor with extensive background in contract negotiations, mortgage banking, corporate law, and regulatory compliance. He has more than 20 years of industry experience specializing not only in the legal aspects of the mortgage business, but also extensive knowledge of every aspect of the mortgage business, including origination, underwriting, funding, and secondary market transactions. In his current role as General Counsel for Change Home Mortgage, he maintains direct oversight over legal, vendor management, quality control, licensing, and compliance. He also represents his clients in connection with secured financings, structured warehouse facilities, including master repurchase agreements, and whole loan and mortgage servicing rights sales. How does being a community development financial institution make change different than other lenders?
1: Um, That's an excellent question, Rob. I've been in the mortgage industry for over two decades, love the industry, couldn't have ever seen myself doing anything else. But then I came to a CDFI. And while CDFIs are mortgage lenders, we have an added overlay of being able to help people who have been left behind by banks and, and other lenders. Approximately $361 billion in loans were denied in 2020, often due to uneconomic reasons. Um, For example, Fannie Mae in 2020 acquired um, 64.42% of loans from white non-Hispanic borrowers versus only 3.06% of the loans were made to Black borrowers and Latin, and 8.03% to white, Hispanic, and Latino borrowers. Um, CDFIs in, ni- in 1994, the, through the Regal Community Development and Regulatory Improvement Act, um, the CDFI Fund was created. And the CDFI Fund's mission is to expand economic opportunities for underserved people and communities supporting the growth and capacity of a nationwide network of community development lenders, investors, and financial services. CDFIs are non-governmental entities approved by the fund that further its mission, including banks, credit unions, and other institutions, such as nonprofit loan funds and venture capital funds. There are more than 13,000 approved CDFIs as of 2022, with change ultimately being the largest. Um, Recognizing the lack of adequate capital, there are scores of initiatives by other federal regulators as well to try to stamp out the root causes and find out, you know, why these minorities are left behind. In 2020, change was able to provide access to capital to about 7 billion pledge homeowners, which is a great feeling. You're doing good by doing
0: good. It's amazing. So even if you're helping underbanked individuals, doesn't Targeting lending activities to specific races or ethnicities violate the Equal Opportunity Credit Act?
1: Um, actually, it doesn't. Um, there's the Equal Credit Opportunity Act and its regulation, implementing regulation, regulation B for actually provides an exemption um, for special purpose credit programs. It, it provides a unique a unique opportunity to correct the disparity using one of the nation's most promising civil rights laws, equal. Credit Opportunity Act, the statute allows institutions to develop specific special purpose credit programs or SPCPs, which provide a tailored way to meet special social needs and benefits of economically disadvantaged groups, including groups that share common characteristics such as race, national origin or gender. Um, Properly designated SPCPs can play a critical role in promoting equity, inclusion, building wealth, removing stubborn barriers that have contributed to financial inequities, housing inequities, racial segregation. Special purpose credit programs are also consistent with and provide a targeted and effective way to further the purposes of civil rights laws, including the Fair Housing Act's twin goal of overcoming discrimination and segregation.
0: Is it true that community development financial institutions are exempt from the ability to repay rule?
1: It is true, Rob. So when the CFPB passed its original rulemaking, there was a lot of concern that that the rigorous eight-factor test and the definition of QM and all the all the provisions contained therein would have a chilling effect on community reinvestment. So the CFPB, in a separate rulemaking, decided to exclude CDFIs from the from the requirements of
0: the rule. And why would the CFPB grant such an exemption to CDFIs?
1: Um, According to the CFPB, homeownership is one of the best paths for building intergenerational wealth. Um, CDFIs have an additional layer of controls that most lenders don't have um, to ensure that its its target markets are served in a non predatory manner. So for example, CDFIs have a community advisory board That is made up of members of the communities that it serves that advocate on behalf of of the members of the communities to ensure that that the loans that are made by CDFIs are are designed and narrowly tailored in a way to serve the communities that they're intended. The CFPB's most recent statement on racial disparities in the appraisal process, for example, notes that impacts not only on minority neighborhoods, but also on borrowers of color. Regardless of the neighborhood. Um, CDFIs are likely better positioned to also address such home valuation issues, which are one of the root causes limiting Black home ownership and Hispanic access to homes by having better knowledge of appraisers with discriminatory track records and developing mechanisms to avoid appraisal discrimination. So at change, we we have our own AMC. That is, a, that is managed and oversees loans to our target markets to ensure that, that those kind of problems don't exist for the clients that we serve. We also champion um, home education. So we have education programs and before, for our target markets to, to keep them better informed on their decision-making, provide financial literacy. Um, there's all kinds of CDFIs or kinds of things that CDFIs do to ensure that its target markets are, are appropriately protected. And those additional overlays are why the CFPB felt comfortable allowing CDFIs to be exempt from the ability to repay rule.
0: Yeah, let's talk about change's target market for a second. What are the target markets that change serves? Change target markets as defined by its
1: charter, with the see C- it with the Community Development Financial Institution Funds, are to serve what they refer to as other target population, African-American, other target population, Hispanic, um, as well as low-income investment areas and loans to to low-income individuals. Um, While change does focus and have special programs and incentives for, for members of its target markets, change also is able to make loans to everyone. We don't just specifically... You know, make loans to members of our target market. We we help everyone and we try to do it in the best manner possible, but we have special programs and overlays and protections in place for the target
0: markets that we serve. And this is one part of the mortgage industry that I really appreciate, which is putting people into homes, more people into homes, helping give them the dream of home ownership. Alan, I want to thank you for making the time today. That was great. Hey, thank you so much, sir. We had a little rally in the bond markets yesterday, meaning prices went up and rates down for mortgage-backed securities and any loans linked to them, amid expectations of a divided government, though it looks like that failed to materialize. Gridlock helping rates? Well, without many headlines, supply and demand took center stage, and the Treasury auctions saw a strong forty billion dollar three-year note auction, which precedes a $35 billion 10-year note sale today and a $21 billion 30-year bond offering on Thursday. Small business optimism declined again largely due to inflation and the tight labor market according to the NFIB Small Business Optimism Index. Businesses reported that the rising cost of capital in a labor-constrained environment is making more and more investment outlays unprofitable and thus impacting employment and income in affected sectors. Ahead of tomorrow's latest inflation report, today's economic calendar kicked off with MBA mortgage applications. As the 30-year fixed rate remained above 7% for the third consecutive week, applications decreased 0.1% from one week earlier. Later this morning includes updates on wholesale inventories and sales and a treasury auction of $35 billion of 10-year notes. Two Fed presidents are scheduled to speak, New York's Williams and Richmond's Barkin, and we begin the day with agency MBS prices unchanged from Tuesday and the 10-year yielding 4.13 after closing yesterday at 4.13%. Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. How about some political quotes with neither party targeted? The problem with political jokes is they get elected. We hang the petty thieves and appoint the great ones to public office. It's true. If we got one-tenth of what was promised to us in the accepted speeches, there wouldn't be any inducement to go to heaven. And finally, those who are too smart to engage in politics are punished by being governed by those who are dumber. (laughs) thanks again to today's podcast sponsor simple nexus the home ownership platform that unites the people systems and stages of the mortgage process into one seamless end-to-end solution that spans engagement origination closing and business intelligence to learn more about simple nexus and encino company visit simplenexus.com